Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, everyone. It's Phil here from uh, BudPod. Just a quick note to say uh, GarageBand fucked up, basically, and told me I was recording through my microphone when, in fact, it was recording through its shitty little internal MacBook microphones. Uh, So I sound quite roomy in this episode but only for the half hour no only for the first well only for the whole episode but i just want you to know it's not a permanent issue it's just my macbook fucked up my garage brand fucked up okay enjoy bye bye it's bud pod 140 140, what a lovely number. Mm. Really neat. Really neat, I love that. Beautiful number. 140. 140. Mmm. Mum, poor tea. I'm being a rude child, <laughs> demanding tea from my mother. Mum, poor tea. <laughs> or, um, uh, uh, snapping your mum out of her her reverie because the, it's finally happened the queen has come for tea <laughs> mum potty for her match mum potty quick I, I, I hope her match is alright haven't heard from her in a while yes yes she's she's probably as okay as such an incredibly old person can be mm, I mean she's the healthiest a 90 what Five-year-old person has ever been in history, surely. I mean, it's got to be. I outside of like Japan. Then, I was about to say, every time it's like the world's oldest person is 112, and it's always like a tiny, it's a Japanese lady, and she looks like a raisin. Yeah, yeah. And she's the same size as a raisin, and she lives in the middle of nowhere in Japan. Yeah, and everyone's like, she's 112. Is that incredible? And you look at her and you just think, is that good? Yeah. <laughs> is she happy to be? Is she pleased about this? <laughs> it's always like the photo of them celebrating their 112th birthday is always like um, like, like an enormous like 50 family members because they have 100 billion grandkids or whatever. And this enormous yeah. cake just flaming with candles. And then sat behind it is this kind of little raisin. <laughs> but then, you know, it's Japan where uh, where sort of honorable suicide is very much part of the culture. So one has to assume that if someone reaches that age, they want to be that old. That's true. Unless she's That's just gone point. so old, she can't even harakiri anymore. She just doesn't have the joint strength. She'd, <laughs> she'd love to, but she just can't pick up the katana. Maybe, but surely, when you're when you're that old, you could commit Harry Carey just by standing within a meter of an active microwave. <laughs> yeah, honorably falling down the stairs. 
Yes, yeah, yeah, and yeah. full regalia. She, she's taken an honourable fall. She's had an honourable fall. <laughs> well, do you think it maybe in Japan, if you reach 112, it means that either you're the most or least honourable person? <laughs> okay, so you're the most honourable person because you live that long, but you're the least honourable person because you, <laughs> you have refused to, to perform harakiri for the longest time. <laughs> Yeah, well, like, you're either the most honourable because you haven't had to, you've had no shame for over a hundred years. Or you've had loads of shame, but you just don't give a fuck. Yeah, it's one or the other, isn't it? And her, her family just sit around her looking at her, like, wondering, which one is it? Yeah, because it was too long ago. They don't know. <laughs> We're talking. We're um, talking about someone who, like, when World War Two ended, they were still like, they weren't even a teenager anymore. They were kind of getting on with their life. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. When World War Two ended, they already had a driving license. They, they. <laughs> yeah, they had an internship. Somewhere. It's yeah, exactly. Just insane. It's insane. An insane age to be. Um, but yeah, the kids will have to just be like, well, obviously. I mean, we hope it's honourable, but just anyone who can say otherwise is just long dead, so... Yeah, I mean, it reminds me of that fact that we discussed on this podcast before, that Joe Biden didn't take part in the Vietnam War because he was too old. Oh, fuck, yeah, I forgot that. Jesus. <laughs> That's old, man. That is... <laughs> I mean, that is, yeah. If if, if it's like a, a war where, where anyone who fought in it is already, you know... A pretty old guy they all have gray hair and wrinkles and stuff now and you're just like no it's a young man's game <laughs> that's fucking old yeah that's too old um but not as old as any japanese granny no you can't get older than a than a than a japanese nana japanana than a japanana it's japanana with her powers of age. <laughs> Can she defeat Mechatine? Yeah, yes. Uh, Me nemesis. Mechatine's nemesis. Yeah, Mechatine's worst enemy is Japanana. Who's <laughs> <laughs> this ancient Japanese woman who keeps telling him to stop wanking? Yeah, oh, she's Go blind, Mechatine-san! <laughs> Oh, Japanana, leave me alone! Get out of my bedroom, Japanana! It's an urban... He keeps trying to tell her it's an urban myth and she'll have none of it. <laughs> because she, of course, grew up in the time of myth. Yes, yeah, that's, to her that just sounds like someone saying a, I think a good thing. Yeah, it was almost the age of gargoyles. She's so old when she grew up. <laughs> she, when she was a little girl, she, her grandparents could remember the age of gargoyles. <laughs> gargoyles, as it's called in there. <laughs> it was just before the Edo period. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, every country has its own name for the age of gargoyles, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Do you think um, do you think we're going to be called Elizabethans? Oh, interesting. No, no, surely not. It'd be too confusing. Because it's done now, isn't it? They've they've the the first one gets that, and then after that, I don't know what you do. You have to just pick something else. 
I mean, the most recent age to be defined by its monarch was the Edwardian period, right? After that, yeah. After that, it was mid-century, then Cold War. Then it became wars, basically. From Second World War onward, it was sort of defined by wars, and then, and then, well, there was the, the millennium, which is just defined by the number. And now I feel like we're into numbers. Is it just numbers? I suppose the queen, the queen's perfect reign period is from when a boomer was born till now. Because mm. she was only crowned in the fifties, so like. Wait, wait, wait. So yeah. did she take after? Right, right. So she replaced King Edward. Uh, she replaced uh, King George because it was King Edward then uh, the abdication. Uh, oh, fine. okay, yeah, 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 right, right, right. Oh, okay, yeah. Because her father was George, wasn't it? You can never um, remember. My royal knowledge is so bad. My English history is terrifying. Dire. I mean, I ask me anything about the Gargoloisu period in Japan, <laughs> and I'll tell you. But English history, <laughs> nothing. Um, her predecessor, George the Sixth. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah, and we, stu- and we can call it a Georgian because there already was a Georgian period. Yeah. And the kids, there's already an Elizabethan period. We can't call this one Elizabethan. Yeah, that's it. So we have to just be like post war. Or like. Yeah, the latter half of the 20th century, something like that. And also, it can't be digital age because presumably the digital age is going to keep going until the end of the human species. Yes, that would be a bit like saying the hair age now, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's like. <laughs> well, we've got hair now, so let's not... Although, arguably, that could be the 80s, the hair age. The hair... <laughs> the hair age, yeah. A very, a very like, that's that's like something... Um, uh, someone who hates the style of a period would sort of say about almost any 10-year period. Like, every every age had different hairstyles. We're like, oh, I see we're in the, I see we're in the hair age now, are we? <laughs> It's amazing that they, one of the things that was controversial about the Beatles was that they just had slightly long hair. Yeah, I and mean, they wore suits. It's like they wanted to make sure parents would be okay with them. They wore suits yeah. on stage. Uh, yeah, and they were just like, well, they're wearing suits, but look at those mop tops. It's, like, <laughs> it's very strange to try and imagine... Uh, it's it's almost verging on the whole thing where Victorians would put little like covers on table legs so that you didn't get too horny looking at your own table. Oh fuck! I forgot about that. I mean, that is insane. That is some medieval era bullshit. Um, yeah, I mean, how just how repressed do you have to be to just be looking at table legs? That's one step like, away from just believing in witchcraft. Yes. <laughs> Like, you look at a table leg and you turn into, like, a cartoon wolf with, like, the big eyes, the long eyes. And you go, oh, and you have to hit yourself in the head with a mallet. And um, Last night watching TV on my own, I was turned on by a 3D sex scene, and I w- was so fucking embarrassed. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were. What? Which one? It was, um... Do you know this series on... Uh, it's like a sci-fi short film series on Netflix called Love, Death and Robots. Yes. It's quite good. Um, and there's an episode where uh, this guy like gets marooned um, on this far-flung station in the in, out in space. 
and he bumps into like a gal he he, he had a fling with a while ago and they start this yeah. sex scene and at first I, was, I just kind of laughed at myself it's so silly um and it just reminded me of all those awkward video game sex scenes that i watched playing video games during my <laughs> teens. and i was like this is so dumb uh but then i started getting like a little bit hard and i was like no phil please come on no not at this come on and I got, I would say, I reckon I got 40% of the way, you know. Do you think? Yeah, I think I got a, I think I got a 40%, uh, well, I can't say 40% semi, because that's not mathematical. A 40% um, a 40% erection, I reckon, I got. <laughs> I need so to, hang on, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find this now. It's um, very embarrassing. So you essentially you you you, <laughs> you were finally um like those pop up ads you see sometimes where it's just like sexy sexy games yeah and you think what fucking loser is gonna waste the time of that it turns out I could because I I got a I got a I'll, I'll push it to fifty percent I got a semi I got a semi watching <laughs> two like not even very not even very good computer graphic people have, have bone each other. I'm trying to, I'm really trying to find it, but it's not, you'd think that Twitter would have it, right? But it's not really showing me. Oh, I think I, oh, what is that? Is that, no, that's not, that can't be it. No, I'll figure it out. I'll, um, I'll, I'll, I'll find if it. If I can remember the uh, episode. Uh, There's some YouTube links, a, a documentary creating the CG sex scene. Oh really? So, yeah. So clearly, it was uh, innovative. They, I, I want to click it, and I want there to be a guy going. According to our estimates, the average viewer will get at least forty percent hard <laughs> with this, well, this new is... flesh jiggle technology. Well, the jiggle was quite good. The jiggle yeah. was quite good. Um, and what I was most impressed, um, at risk of sounding, you know, a bit profane, Pierre. When, when, and, and, um, female podbuds will obviously be able to, um, attest when, when the lady lies on her sides, her boobs take on a different shape because of the gravity. They get pulled yes. to the side in a way and they, they, they taper in a way that, and you kind of look at them and go, Oh, that, oh that's not, that's not the breasts I recognize. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and they'd done this. They had got this exactly right. After In the post-coital moments when the lady's lying on her side, they do the the breast shape change. And I was oh. like, that, and I was like, God, that's impressive, actually. Because that's something that can, where these 3D sex scenes often fall down, is that the boobs just look like they're 100% silicon on everyone. But this one, they, boobs. They, they flopped, they did, the, they did the side flop. They did the correct side flop. And I was like, really? oh, you know, yeah, I was like, fair enough, actually, Love, Death and Robots. This is kind of spot on. They would have been like, <laughs> you're talking to some guy and you're like, what are you doing? You go, oh, I'm an animator. I'm, I'm, well, I'm head of a team. We work on, um, well, we're mainly uh, tit flop at the moment, but um, once that sequence is generated, we're going to be moved. Uh, we're going to be transferred on to um, uh, Thigh Jiggle. That's going to be the next big... Uh, It'll take a few months there. Okay, the episode is called Beyond the Aquila Rift. Aquila. Aquila? A-Q-I... 
A Q U I L A Rift Beyond the Aquila Rift. Uh, it's a good okay, episode actually. Okay. It's, a, it's a really good story. It's a good sci-fi story, uh, but it's the one with the sex scene in it. Um, I I would I'd be interested, Pierre. You don't have to do it now, but I'd be interested if you would watch the sex scene and see how you get on. Um, okay, maybe <laughs> maybe I'll watch it with one of those like um, uh, those little tr- triggers that they give people when you're watching debates. <laughs> And how much well, you're leaning towards either candidate. So I'll have one <laughs> switch for um, into it and one switch for deeply unnerved. <laughs> do, you, do you think when they finally told the 3D animators that they were going to be making a sex scene, that it was like um, the, that was when the 3D animators all got to reveal the skills that they've definitely amassed by making their own 3D sex scenes over years. Yeah. Yeah, this is it. It was it was the animation skills equivalent of when a guy elbows a wooden panel in his house and a, 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 the whole wall rotates and it's covered in guns and he's like, take your pick. <laughs> I mean, some of it did look like a sort of technical demonstration because there's a bit where she's like, pours champagne all over her tits and like he sucks it off this is in 3d yeah this is like a 3d animation and it's like was this just a show that you can animate liquid on skin (laughs) yeah it's we're a long way from toy story 2 and i just imagine them animating this frame by frame it's like yeah man it's and it it reminded it, it it was a real throwback to all those awkward surprise moments when playing video games in a part of the house that anyone can walk by and just a sex scene starts and you just go oh come on please no <laughs> i just want to be solid snake i don't need my mom thinking i'm playing some sort of hentai fucking <laughs> sex game i so i've never i've never played a game with a sex scene or a bit where someone gets their knockers out where it's been welcome oh never Never. It's just never. It's never good. It's never for you. You never enjoy it. Yeah, you always you always end up just thinking like. Well, I mean, like most cutscenes are not good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Most cutscenes are just two characters kind of. Is it just me or like ninety percent of cutscenes between two characters just one or both of them being skeptical at each other? <laughs> what do you mean? It's always just like a. You think you're going to take the goblet of Morgoth that easily? Well, here's a few things you need to know about that. Or It's always like a kind of sassy, skeptical... That's true, actually, yeah. Even in, like, The Witcher, where you're the skeptical one. Really? You thought a vampire could be defeated with a... <laughs> yeah. That, that's always awkward, because it's like, I, I personally, as Phil, I don't know that a vampire could be defeated by... And so you tell me, Witcher... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you feel like you're being ru- this guy's being rude on your behalf, and you're like, no, 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 that's fair enough, it's fair, it's fine. It's a fair question to ask. I was wondering that myself, actually. Yeah, uh, that would be the, you could get a special game achievement for playing The Witcher through as the most boring, nice guy, just, well, that's a fair point, and here's how. I was, I have to say, turned on by um, the cheat in The Sims that let you... S- you got rid of the blur when your sims are having sex. Oh yes. And you could, and you could. And there's another separate cheat allowed you to 
take the bed and pull it away, thus revealing your Sims having sex sort of suspended in midair. And, yeah, um, just that, sort that, of that, smushing, smushing uh, polygons. Yeah, and I think that did turn me on, actually. Yeah, but how old were you? Uh, 20, 21. <laughs> um, no, I think it must, have been, it must have been like 10. You know when you're just desperate for anything. I was gonna say, but that's I was gonna say that's why I ask because that's no achievement, is it? That's like, that's like, um, you know, starting a fire with only a flamethrower. It's like, yeah, it's gonna happen. There'll be a fire. <laughs> it's a hair trigger. Yeah, I mean, do you remember when people like? I mean, Lara Croft Tomb Raider started off as a sex symbol, and you look back at that and you go, huh? Yeah. I was essentially I was essentially turned on by a piece of like modern sculpture. Yes, exactly. Like yeah, abstract it could kind of sculpture. It could kind of move. Maybe the table leg thing makes more sense than we think. Then maybe we're the idiots. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we were jacking it over pointy boobs. <laughs> Got to put a doily on Laura Croft. <laughs> put a doily on those points, madam. Hmm. Um. But so, Phil, you're saying in this robot sex scene, yeah, uh, or three D, not robot, not robot, it's three D, not robot. Um, they, she, she dipped, she, she, she dipped her tits in a sluice. She, she did the. Oh yeah, she did a, a tits, a tit sluice with champagne. Yeah. Yeah, she did. That's, yeah, um, yeah. Maybe that's why I was turned on. The, yes, maybe they'll sell it. <laughs> As an NFT, three D tits champagne. NFT. <laughs> I, I really wish that that was something that I, is not going to happen, but I mean, it's 100% not, is. It's not even that insane an idea at this point, Pierre. No. It's not even a bad idea, that. Yeah, I mean, they could fund the next series with it. For sure. For sure. Gosh. Um, um, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, well, yeah, so 3D... I was, I was... Yes? Yeah. In, in conclusion, I was turned on by a 3D sex scene more than I thought I would be and more <laughs> than I am proud to confess to. That's really funny, man. That yeah. should that should be something. Truly it should be a bit. It's rare that you're just um, embarrassed on your own in, alone at home, but I was embarrassed <laughs> on my own. It's funny to be embarrassed by your own body as well. And I, I was even like trying to pretend I wasn't. I was like giving myself fake laughs, like going... <laughs> <laughs> like that to try and to like convince myself <laughs> I wasn't getting turned off. <laughs> That's deep denial. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm just out there going, uh, God, that's, that's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> just so confused and humiliated. So you were just a guy sat there on your own going like, oh, this is so stupid. I'm going to watch it again to see how stupid it was. To remind me. <laughs> <laughs> when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. <laughs> the BudPod NFT Christmas sale is now on. Do you love BudPod, but find yourself frustrated with how little of it you can own? It's kind of in a digital way. Well, BudPod NFTs are for you. For example, you can own an image of a uh, Pierre holding a poop. You own it, it's digital, and anyone can screen grab it and keep it, and it would be indistinguishable from your NFT, but you can say you own it. A picture of Pierre holding a poop, NFT, now going for only £599,110. Uh, want a, a sound file of Phil going like this? Well, it's yours as an NFT for only six million bit pounds. Do you want a full episode of BudPod downloaded to your phone? Well, you can just subscribe to BudPod at any podcast um, outlet or platform, or you can pay six trillion US dollars in gold ingots and buy an NFT of episode number 123. It'll be exactly the same as listening to it normally, but you can tell people you own it. The future is NFT. The future is BudPod. Own a part of the future. Own a part of BudPod. Now only 10 billion pounds for just even the smallest thing. Completely ridiculous. The, this truly is the end of civilization as we know it. BudPod NFTs available now wherever you get your scams. Well, Phil, um, digital tit champagne aside, and I never thought I'd say that. No. But digital tit champagne aside, this is a very important episode because we are officially launching our Patreon. Yes, Bloodpot at last has a Patreon, perhaps where we will eventually sell our own tit champagne. That's right. That's right. Exactly. Tit dipped champagne, courtesy of P and P. Um. But essentially, we, we, we've heard your demands, PodBuds. Um, we've been listening. And what we've been hearing yeah. is, Phil and Pierre, we want to give you money more than anything in the world. Yeah. And yeah. we have listened here at BudPod HQ. Yes. Yes. We finally, we're, we're going to stop turning down those envelopes rammed with cash that you keep trying to post to us. Um, no longer will they go into the furnace, but they will be diverted to the Patreon. Yeah. Um, yes, we're going to do a Patreon. There should be a link in every single episode of BudPod's description now. Um, so just check the description on your listening device 
your phone, whatever it is, whatever app you use, and give it a click, and you will see the three tiers available, um, yeah. what you can get. Um, and the good news is that even the lowest tier will get the thing that I think uh, has been the most requested from some of you for the Patreon, an extra 30 minutes of content per week, per episode. We, You've spoken and we've listened, PodBuds. So open up your Zooms and click on that link. That's right. That's right. We have three tiers. I'm very proud of our tier names. Um, uh, it just feels so good to be part of the Patreon uh, age, Pierre. Um, the lowest tier, you can be a pod bud. You can, so, you can solidify bud. solidify your position as a pod bud. You're a pod bud. You're a pod bud and you get an extra 30 minute little chunk. Uh, your correspondence gets priority. So we're going to, it, it goes to the top of the insane list of correspondence um, and will be in the extra episode as a result. Uh, you get some early access to bud pod news, gigs and updates, stuff like that. And... If you stick around, PodBuds, you'll get a sticker, a special BudPod sticker. A sticker, which you can stick anywhere. You can stick on your laptop, and it will be easier to identify you as a PodBud than if you went around shouting things about bin bags and upset people. That's right. That's yep. right. Or just tag it to a random enemy on the street, and they will be bothered with questions about poo and bullets. <laughs> exactly. Um, if you do tier two, which is a founding farter, uh, you get everything from tier one plus, um, uh, access to a bonus once a month correspondence special and, uh, poster mug and sticker as well. You still get the sticker, but you get a poster and a mug as well. If you stick around and there will be a store discount. We're looking into getting some proper merch, um, set up sort of hoodies and things like that so that's something that we're working on but you'll still get the t-shirt uh, you'll get a t-shirt in the third uh tier which is a tat whisperer uh so tat whisperers in the third tier get everything from the previous two tiers plus a t-shirt eventually and the ability to suggest discussion topics for the extra 30 minutes yes you say it and we'll say it to each other yes that and you'll, you'll have your own Bud Pod tat. Bud Pod's finally getting into the tat game at long last. We're getting into the tat game. It's, you know what? We've been on the sidelines analyzing <laughs> tat for too long. Tat has thrown down the gauntlet, a gauntlet embroidered with the word Prosecco. Yeah. And it's time for us to pick it up, laugh at it, make a didgeridoo noise, and join in. We started off as commentators, and now we have become players ourselves. We've done the reverse Lineker. We've done a <laughs> we've done a reverse Lineker. We, we're Benjamin we're Benjamin Buttons of Tat. <laughs> um, we're going to dive headlong. Uh, yeah, so uh, uh, so please, if you want to support uh, Bud Pod, uh... that's a nice gesture, and and it obviously you know it just helps us um, spend more time on it and 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 justify the time we spend on it and. And you could even just do it as an appreciation for the 140 hours, roughly, of, of pooping and fun thus far. Yeah, why not? Um, what would you call that? Retrospective Patreon. I mean, it's, yes. it's the, the Pistorian equivalent of Patreon. Yes, that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Just um, a time-traveling Patreon member of some sort. <laughs> um <clears throat> 
and uh, yes, yeah, and we're, and uh, there'll be you know we're going to look in we're going to see how it goes and look into expanding it and getting the merch and so on. But uh, yeah, a bit an ongoing, brief, evolving thing. Yes, yes, and we'll take suggestions. Sure, sure, we will. Sure, especially from patrons. Of course, um, of course. Whose so, whose whose words are, are worth their weight in gold? <laughs> Worth their weight in digital gold spilling down a robot's tits. <laughs> I still got it in my head that they're robots. I'm not sure why. They're not robots. They're just 3D animated humanoids. <laughs> um, but yes, exciting stuff, Podbuds. Um, but as always, uh, they will. Uh, your 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 father and I will never not give you a podcast once a week. That's not what this is about. It's not, what this, it's not what this is about, and it isn't your fault. It's n- <laughs> <laughs> uh, It's not your fault. It's not your fault. We're like uh, Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. Um, it's not your fault we're doing a Patreon. It's just something that your father and I have decided to do for us. <laughs> we're keeping up with the Joneses, you know. We're, uh, we're joining the, this new exciting digital age. We're, we're hitchhiking right. down the information superhighway. We've bought our exactly. first boogie board to surf the web. <laughs> it's, a, it's interesting, isn't it, that you always surfed the web and we never employed the kind of, the sort of verbs you'd associate with giant, horrible spiders. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really mixed our metaphors there in the early days of the internet. Yeah, and giant horrible spiders is a lot, a much better description of the kind of people that you're probably going to encounter online. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Web is a, a better analogy than, than surf, but it never took off, I guess, surfing web. I guess you can get a web crawler. That's a thing, but that's quite a techie term. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, a little crawling web, web boy, web lord. Um, web boy. <clears throat> Come here, web boy. You there, web boy. Spin me a web. <laughs> um, but yeah, I can't wait. I can't you... wait for real, um, real life physical bud pod tact to be out there. Oh man! In people's homes. Imagine seeing hats. it in the wild. Yeah. I can't imagine wait. seeing it in the wild. God, that would be cool. And and we'll update the tat as you know time goes by. You know, it's a. Uh, it, it takes a, a, a couple of months or so to earn some of the tat. And then once you've earned it, we're going to create new tat so that you're not um, left behind. And that means that if you if you miss the first round of tat, it might, it, I don't know, it might be gone forever. We might transfer it to a store. We'll see. But uh, it's going to be great. And God knows the show has enough references. And uh, also, ah, we will be bringing back the silly sketches and intermittent songs to both the main podcast and the bonus one. Truly, this is a golden age of Bud Pod. It's, it, it's a Bud Pod industrial revolution. It We've really created is. a loom. A podcast really loom. Yes. A loom of poo and bums. <laughs> Which that's I think the, was one uh, of, final... That's one of George R. R. Martin's uh, <laughs> yes. novels, I think. A loom of poo I was about to say, bums. that's the last one. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote as he was really losing it, actually. A loom of poo and bum. <laughs> And they were like, are you sure you want... And he was like, yes, I like upsetting my readers. This is what I want. Yeah. Um, um, well, 
Um, as per our new format, we should do some uh, correspondence. Yes, let's do it. Ring letters, letters keep emails, emails, phone telegrams, correspondence. We have a message from Phoebe. Phoebe. Um, um, not at all creepy to hear from Phoebe. Nice. Uh, dear Pops. Pops. Is good. Yeah. Every time I go to the toilet to do my poos and wees, my dog runs in like she's been called to do something very important and serious. <laughs> she stays there looking at me with love until I reach for the toilet roll, at which point she considers herself dismissed and runs back to whatever it was she was doing before she heard my bum bum touch the seat. Wow, how interesting. What does she think her job is? To guard? To guard the human? But only... Right, right. But the human... If anything, a human needs the most guarding whilst they're wiping because they are, the, their hands are occupied. That's true. Um, if someone burst in to try and karate chop you, you'd, you'd only have one hand to block it with. Yeah, exactly. exactly. However, in your other hand, Phil, would be a potent psychological weapon. Oh, shit. Yeah. Not just psychological, scatological. That's good. That's right. That's right. You could Spider-Man the tissue roll right at the person. The the current battlefield is one on 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 the scatological battlefield. Scatological <laughs> warfare, ladies and gentlemen. That's the future. <laughs> like uh, uh, at the start of Iron Man. <laughs> They say the ultimate weapon of war is one you only have to fire, uh, uh, one you never have to fire. Well, I prefer the one you only have to wipe once. <laughs> and he just absolutely fills his pants in front of the Taliban. That was a good go, movie. That first Iron Man huh? was good. It was good. It was really good. It was good. It was great. Uh, Phoebe has another story. She, um, yeah, it was probably the best. Uh, she says, trigger warning, this one is emotional. Is this Phoebe still? Yeah, still Phoebes. Okay. Still Phoebe Phoebes. Yeah. Trigger warning, this one is emotional. When I was little, I used to say poos and wees in a special fast, wispy accent. Poos and wees in a special fast, wispy accent. Okay. Wispy. Like, I think poos and wees. Right, yep. Poos and wees. Um... That seems like a special fast, wispy accent, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Puss and wees. Um, and I still continue to do it whenever I want to make my mum or my sister smile. When I was at uni, I told my best friend about this, and he also found it very funny and started saying it occasionally to feel good. So you just to yourself, Puss and wees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it does feel So nice. that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, very ASMR sadly... Huh? It's quite. It's a bit. It's quite ASMR. Poos and wheeze. <laughs> it would be the. It would be the funniest thing for like the ghost of a little girl to say in a haunted house. <laughs> Poos and wheeze. Because ah! you'd have to tell. They'd, they'd be like, not only did I see a ghost, it whispered it to me, and I screamed. And they go, what did it say? And you'd have to be like. Um, uh, it's it's Ed Poos and Wheeze. <laughs> and you were scared by that? 
And yeah. it's like, no, it's about the way. It was the way. It was the delivery. It was the go go sleep there if you don't believe me. <laughs> so, Phoebe says uh, very sadly, this uni friend uh, he had a bad bicycle accident with a serious head injury, and was in a coma and recovery for well over a year. Oh gosh. Yeah. Um, when I went to visit him, I would say Pusanwis in my special way. Uh, and when he was conscious, I said it again, and he laughed and repeated it back in the special accent. And it was emotional and beautiful and funny, because I knew then that my old friend was still here. Oh, that's nice. That's good. Amazing. That's magic Amazing Poos something. Poosanwees, the power. Um, Poosanwees forever. Phoebe. P.S. I love you, Phil. And Pierre, in brackets, she's put. Oh, that's nice. Love you too. Phoebe, glad your mm. friend is better and well and of course that Poos and Weeze played such a vital role in his recovery yes and and I wonder if he heard it when he was sort of in there you must yeah yeah they say they say that people do they, they do say that the... hearing is the thing isn't it yeah yeah I wonder if it's like a dream I wonder what it's like to experience it yeah Maybe maybe we're in one right now, Phil. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe we'll start um, hearing poos and wheeze whispered by a sort of godlike entity from the sky. <laughs> and wonder, wait, is this the dream? Is this all? If God appeared <laughs> if God appeared in the sky to all of humanity and just said, Poos and wheeze and then left again. <laughs> the absolute chaos that would unleash. Oh, man. Um, Joe gets in touch. Joe! Let's go. Mm. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, 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 Joe. Yeah. Joe, Joe. Uh, dear Bud Poodles, um, Joe says, I was just listening to your funny and painful discussion about the heights various people have fallen from. I think we talked with Stu about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, his Stu's dad fell from a surprisingly great height. Wasn't that right? And like through a greenhouse or yeah, something. Yeah, through like glass. And he was okay? Oof. Yes, yes. Yeah, that's mad. Um, and it reminded me of this story of an American skydiver whose parachute failed to, to open. Uh, and they, they hit the crowd. They, they, uh, Joe says they hit the ground at bone-crushing speed. And it's like, <laughs> it's like yes, yes. Yeah. I'd have thought so. Apparently, the only thing that saved her life was the fact that she landed on a colony of fire ants <sighs> who immediately stung the shit out of her. This oh caused a surge of adrenaline that kept her heart beating long enough for the emergency services to get to her. No way! Apparently. Apparently. I, you know what? I would have thought the adrenaline would have kicked in before then. I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like she was like coming down. I don't think she was bored right before, right until the ants started biting her. Do you think um, she was falling and just going, <laughs> and then the second she saw that there was a fire ant hill, like wait, is that like squinting because it's still like a mile away? Is that a fire ant hill? No, no. And then, then it was. I don't want to hit that. But would it have been um, softer as well? I suppose the fire ant hill would have been a bit softer too, right? It would have. No, no, the um, uh, 
especially in um in South Africa, anthills in the bush are like concrete because they they chew the dirt and they they bind it with spit and stuff. Jesus. Termi- a termite mound, like you can crash a car into a termite mound. It's just like concrete, yeah. But there does seem to be a lot of luck involved with whether or not you survive a very high fall. Yeah. Because, um, and I guess with skydiving, like, beyond the point, it doesn't really matter what height you fall from because your terminal velocity is your terminal velocity and that's what you're going to hit the ground at. Yes. Uh, yes. Like, there's a theory that cats could survive any fall because I think they can survive, or at least some cats can survive their terminal velocity. Yeah, because it just has to have a limit, doesn't it? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, jo- well, Joe says it should be said that Wikipedia repeatedly stresses that while it is true she fell from the plane and survived, the only reference to the ant sting saving her life is from her original interview in People magazine and may have no medical backing whatsoever. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think my, my point stands in that I, I feel like there already would have been some adrenaline going through her bloodstream. Yes, yes. And it's well known that People magazine is in the pocket of Big Ant. <laughs> yeah. Um, Joe says, uh, but it's such a cool fact, I think we can all ignore the dubious nature of the claim and agree that it's absolutely true. <laughs> well, it actually reminds me of something that was... In a Dan Brown book, it's in Angel and Angels and Demons, and oh, it's yes. it's when uh, it might even be Robert Langdon, the, the main protagonist, has to fall out of a plane, and he remembers from early on in the book a scientist saying that even the smallest increase in surface area can have a great effect on lowering yeah. your your terminal velocity as you fall, and so he opens up his shirt or whatever, and and <laughs> and survives his fall. And I've always thought about that since then, you know, because Dan Brown writes important literature. <laughs> I mean, fucking hell. I just, I've read that book and I don't remember a bit where he tries to billow himself to safety like a toddler, but. Oh, wow. it's in there. It's in there. Out of a helicopter. Wow. Over the Vatican. How can you oh, forget yeah. scenes God. like that? How could you ever forget a scene like that? Ugh. Joe um, Joe says, uh, adds, while I'm here, I should add the highest I've ever fallen is 20 feet down a cliff in a rock climbing accident. Ooh. Um, mm. Resulting in so many pins in my right foot <sighs> that it looks like the surgeon dropped their keys during the operation. Ooh. Yikes. Ugh. It seems so much more about how you fall than, yeah. than how high you fall. Because like, you, you can like roll your ankle and do more damage than falling off you know, 10 feet straight onto your back, I, f- I feel. I don't know. Yeah, it's just, it's, or like if you sort of, yeah, you hit some kind of soft part of you that has a bit of movement to, I don't know. God, oh, old Pinfoot Joe. Pinfoot Joe. God damn. Old uh, Joe says, Metal Toe, see, that's what they call it. Oh, old Joe Robotoes. Is it a, is it a Lady Joe or, or, or a fellow Joe? Uh, it appears to be spelled with an E, so I'm going to guess Manjo. Oh, Manjo. 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 I play the Manjo. <laughs> Roboto Manjo. <laughs> Would love to see that Roboto um, in a sex scene. <laughs> oh, God, Joe pouring champagne all over his shattered foot. <laughs> 3D. 
And that's there's um, there's that. Have you seen uh, that rock climbing movie, Free Solo? I think we've discussed oh, it. Oh yes, maybe. but Ugh. so he there's a he he had a bad fall um, when his girlfriend like let slip on the support rope and he fell basically like straight onto his legs, like no. as if you're standing and like shattered his shin and like fucked his back and I was like, fuck <laughs> hell. Imagine staying together after that. Imagine like, oof. <laughs> imagine, imagine the passive-aggressive comments you'd be able to make. Yeah, it's like, oh, you didn't put the rubbish out last night? And you can just go, well, I didn't break your legs and back, did I? <laughs> and if she ever says like, uh, God, you're really not going to let this go. And it's like, well, I don't let things go. I'm not <laughs> some people. That's a more of a you room. thing. <laughs> I bet you would let it go really easily. I bet you would let it go instantly wouldn't you and just <laughs> continue in that vein <laughs> um, and Joe says but seeing as I didn't land on a colony of fire ants it hardly seems worth mentioning lots of jacking at love Joe well jacking at love to you too Joe hope that metal toe is um, better yes yes hope so I'm alone tonight metal toe mm. oh Boy, oh boy. Um, absolutely. Well, um, Phil, let's continue our discussion of Robotoes and many other things in the bonus um, recording. But for the rest of you guys, we're going to go to the VIP area now. You guys enjoy the party, but uh, it's uh, it's Podbuds only after this oh, Velvet Oh, wow. Road. We're essentially, we're, we're, we're a stripper and we've taken the hand of the patrons and we're yes. leading them through the dark strip club into a private room. Into a, into a private, big toilet. <laughs> we've, we've whispered into, into the patron's ears, Want a private poop chat? <laughs> Sorry, honey, I only discuss farting one-on-one. <laughs> no kissing. <laughs> Uh, but yeah um, Um, so patrons come with us (laughs) feels weird Um, and uh, uh, we'll see all of you guys next week yeah bye bye enjoy bye bye planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.